going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, 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 what to do, my peoples? We are back again with another episode of the VAR Bar. <laughs> and I'm going to say it. <laughs> It's coming home, man. Say it, Joe. Say no, it. Oh, it's coming, Joe. Wow. It's looking likely, isn't it? Boy, boy, boy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's hard to not get excited. Like, I, I don't know. For some other people, obviously, everyone knows England's last um, success was 1966. And we're in our prime right now. And we could be witnessing something very special. But... Yeah, we'll get into that later in this episode. We're just going to go straight with the news first. Um, as you know, we've also got the Euros, the leagues are stopped, which means there's transfers. Now, before we get into the player transfers, I just want everyone to stand up and give Calvin and Tottenham Hotspurs a round of applause. Because, yeah. And you get a manager. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> wow. come, come true, guys. It's, it's happening. <laughs> Who was it? Option number 15, 16, what was it? Boy, someone said they're going speed dating and they finally found someone. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, let, um, let's hear from you, man. So Nuno, former, um, as everyone knows now, um, Nuno, former uh, um, Everton, Wolves manager, sorry, um, has now been appointed as Tottenham's manager. And uh, I mean, no offence to, to, to him, but compared to the Jose announcement, as I know it's Jose, but I don't really hear much about it. I don't know about you, man. Well, uh, we were linked with him, but who haven't we been linked with kind of thing? Yeah. I feel like for me personally, it's an underwhelming appointment when you think we were linked with Conte and Pochettino. But I, I don't think it's the, the worst appointment in the world. Like Obviously, he's got experience being in the Premier League. My only real concern is that at Wolves, he kind of always opted to play a three at the back. So I haven't really seen him adapt, but... Like we've got someone in charge now, isn't it? So let's just try and kick on from there. And like you said there, um, he's proven in the Prem, which I guess, yeah, that's what you want to see. He's a good, he's not a bad manager. We we all saw how Wolves became attacking. Was it their first season in the Premier League? They finished like eighth or something like that. So yeah. you know he can um, round the players off. Now, when it comes to players, we all know the important thing that's going on at the moment. Um, C Striders, is Harry King going to stay? Is he going to go like... Do, do, do you think this appointment is going to affect that decision or do you, are you still firm believing that Harry Kane's going to stay? Uh, what to tell, man. Like, like I've read reports today that he's been assured that Kane's going to stay, but I can't see how that happens. Obviously, I do think he'll go and I think the money that he's given will be, be used to reinvest into the squad and get sort of his players in. Um, but yeah, I think the Kane thing's done, man. I think if the if the right bid comes in from City or whoever it may be then I think he'll be off but I don't think it's a bad thing like if you look at our squad um, like we do need to get rid of a lot of players and we need to bring players in so in order to do that we're going to have to get rid of Kane anyway so it's not it's not the worst thing in the world to, to sell him and get the money So as always um, people would like to get Arsenal into this Tabo would you have seen or would you have liked to have seen Nuno at Arsenal potentially if not Arteta um, no, nah, not really. I mean, <clears throat> the first time round, I think when he had a great, um, was it first season or in the Premier League anyway, with yeah. Wolves, um, I probably would have. But then last season, obviously, 
wasn't as successful. So, yeah. What I would say about that, though, is mm. he he was missing his best player. From yeah, yeah, season. yeah. That's true. And, um, um, and uh, I mean, Jota as well getting sold. Yeah. Neto um, got injured at one point. I mean, you guys, are, you guys should also remember that he played with a, played with a very core cool Portuguese group. Yeah. So now he's going from Wolves to Tottenham, where he doesn't have that Portuguese kind of um, group and connection. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm more interested to see how he does at Spurs because it would tell me whether he's actually a better manager sure. than he is at Wolves. So yeah, this I think we just watch this space and see what happens. But you know, one good thing, yeah, I forgot to mention, he might get Doki playing a little bit. Like, if he does opt to play the three at the back, because Doki, since he's joined, has been terrible. So that's, like, one good thing. And obviously, we've got Sessegnon coming back as well um, from his loan. So, like, I, me personally, if the three at the back's played well, it can work. Um, I just don't want to be, like, regimented and playing one way. But, yeah, like, if he brings Neto with him, calm. I'll take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that, is that wishful thinking? Or? I think yeah. so. We've got, we got no money, man. But Yeah, can so, Carvin, you guys need to attack because with Jose, you you were so defensive and so regimented that it just hurt watching Spurs play. If it wasn't Kane or Son, then it was just bust. So, hopefully, Thanks. hopefully, you, he can make you and you know get you up the field and attack more and just play more exciting football. Is that what yeah. you want? Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say you say hopefully, but not really. <laughs> yeah. <definitely. laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. There was another um, new appointment um, for a manager in the Premier League. Um, welcome to the Premier League, Vieira. Oh, Vieira. Oh, Crystal Palace um, announced, well, I think it's been confirmed today anyways. Yeah. Um, There's whole speculation, but yeah, it's been confirmed. Vieira is going to be the next um, Palace manager. Um, Kens, you were quite vocal already um, about this appointment. Um Chat to us then. I mean, you've got a thing against Arsenal, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you run it. Um, I think <laughs> it's still underwhelming, to be honest. Um, he did okay, I think, in his first um, st- his first start at Nice, but then it kind of fell off a little bit. Um, I know a couple of my, my boys who uh, he managed them under the City squad, and they're very sceptical about this. They're really sceptical about him of where... You know footballers, man. Yeah, nah, man. Nah, man. <laughs> I just got a couple of friends here and there, man. Um, <laughs> so they're a bit sceptical about it just because of his man management's a bit questionable, I may say. But good luck to him, man. Um, he deserves his shot. He's done his stint um, abroad. He's done almost his... Um, his university stint like um, outside of the Premier League. So he deserves his chance. So Ken, when you say man management, is it akin to a Mourinho or just, because when people say man management, I think it appears to me that he's just, he just acts like he gets at the player. He's not necessarily like the, the coach who puts his hands around the, the players and, you know, guide them. So just kind of elaborate when you say man management. Exactly what you said. It's more right. like it's it's kind of his way or the highway sort right. of way. So it will be very interesting how he gets the, especially the more flair players in the Palace squad to play. 
I think it's more That's... interesting to see what players he's even going to have to at his disposal because <laughs> wasn't that at one point they had like over like 13 different like first team players with with um sort of coming towards the end of the contract. Mm. I think they've only extended a few of them. So I think that's the big thing. I personally think it's a very, very big gamble by Palace. Um, I think it's a very big gamble simply because I think they need someone with Premier League experience who can almost manage that whilst also managing the fact that they might have a sort of a big influx of players. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping he does well, to be fair. Cause... I think that's an all right uh, appointment uh, tree. You mentioned that he doesn't have the Premier League experience, but who else are they going to get, really? Bro, they were linked to... Um, not, not even necessarily Barbara. Premier League... Yeah, not even, not even necessarily Premier League experience as such, but it's it's like a strong base of sort of managerial experience. And this is what um, I mean. That remember last year when we were complaining, saying they're not giving the Vieiras and these people a chance now. Yeah, yeah, must, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it's an interesting appointment. I hope he does well. I mm. just think personally, for that project in itself, I personally would. If I was a Palace fan, I'd probably want someone with a bit more experience. Personally, mm. I don't know, man. Let's let's see. He could come with a style of play and. Yeah. Um, he's a bit old-fashioned, as um, as was mentioned earlier, so it will be interesting, definitely. Well, we finally had our first big Premier League transfer. I mean, I'd say it's, it's more or less confirmed. I mean, their club account tweeted it. Prez, char, are the balls out or what? <laughs> nah, We've been out for over a year, bro. Yeah, no, bo- <laughs> no bottles here, bro. I think I it's... I can finally uh... stop my central um, countdown, but yeah... Um, yeah, what are you meant to me? I think, um, yeah, it's just a little bit underwhelming, man. I feel like it's something that it's just been lingering around, lingering around too long, and it almost feels like uh, the pressure from the fans and you know what has been going on throughout the past few months with you know almost this kind of fan revolt that we've had at United, and this yeah. is obviously part of a re- part of the reaction to that along with some other things as well. So um, as good as it is to see, you know, that, you know, we've done the business early, which is obviously a key thing. Um, at the end of the day, it should have been done a year and a half ago. Um, yeah, well, he was so too expensive, though. Yeah, I that's think it depends on what you want to look yeah. at, to be honest. Yeah, go on, Charman. Yeah, no, just, just, to, just to echo what you were saying, um, the one part of me thinks it should have been done a year ago. And... Who, who's to say that if we had Sancho in place, we might have, let's say, for example, been able to beat a, a very stubborn Villarreal team, for example. But on the flip side, um, at the same time, I do think I look at it on sort of a business business perspective, perspective and then I, mean, I do think that um, we, I think we've shaved almost 30, 30, 30, 30 mil um, off the arcs in price. Um, so it's yeah, it depends the way you look at it. But but yeah, as as as, as um, Prez said, it's, it's very underwhelming and um, and yeah, it, it's almost like I've been expecting it for a little while. Yeah, um, just sneaking in. Apart from like the United talk, I'm interested to see what Dortmund would do with the money they they're gonna get from Sancho because there was good. What they always do, man. Yeah, they they always always do. I'm so interested because that yeah. club is very very good in replacing stars. They'll go they'll go for someone like Doku or something like that and just yeah. and flip him for like a good hundred yeah, million. Buy young and then yeah. sell them for yeah. stupid money. Yeah. Right, yeah. So obviously that's that confirmed. And like you said, the United just doing their business early as usual, getting things sorted. Um, we welcome back Sancho to the Premier League. Also, because I was still looking at the picture, I haven't forgot about it. Welcome back to the Premier League, Rafa Benitez, man. I, I still cannot get 
like that image out of my head. Him in blue. Ew. Like, Kenna, how do you feel about that? Bro, it's I'm still confused, you know. Does it, does <laughs> so it hurt, does it hurt Liverpool fans? That's a I, 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 nah, I've been it shouldn't like, hurt, man. Does it hurt? Look, yes, no, look. It doesn't hurt, but it's just confusing. Like, because yeah. I, I, he's, he's genuine, a genuine Liverpool legend. Like, he is, isn't it? Yeah, that's my he's point. A genuine like. legend, like number five Champions League. Yeah. Um, a, a genuine title challenge of where we, we could have won our first Premier League under him. And he's always said um, he loves Liverpool Football Club. And to then go the other way and go to Everton, where it's clearly he's got a, a, a good paycheck there. Yeah. He'll probably oh, get money to spend. But there's there's other projects of where he could still get in the Premier League, like realistic. And I said this to, 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 to you boys. He can still realistically get the Arsenal job, the Tottenham job, uh, Villa job. Wolves job that there's still big job outside of Everton that he could ah, still go. come on Kenner he's not getting the Arsenal neither is again Aston Villa definitely he's not talking not now. Spurs I'm not seeing it now I'm not even before now, like no no well, one was even, talking, no, no, even no, now is an interesting point though because <sighs> yeah. don't you think, would he be our place at Spurs he's not bigger than Spurs a lot of a lot of managers rejected Spurs man come on let's what do you think do you would you would you take him at Spurs or do you know what? It's a weird one because where I've had Jose for the last yeah, the, the football. So, yeah, I don't want that pragmatic. I just want to yeah. see. But Nuno's pragmatic. This is what I'm trying to say. If you're gonna put toe to toe, Nuno and Rafa, yeah, but Inter's, that's an easy pick. Yeah, that's but Kenna, can't pick. can't you can't you agree though that like Wolves do kick ball though? Like I I, yeah. I know okay, he was limited with resources at Newcastle, so it's hard to say. Maybe now with better players, we'll do more at Everton. But me personally, like I just know Rafa is being defensive and just not wanting yeah. to kick ball, and yeah. I'm bored of that. I want to see something different. But I think for Everton, it's a good appointment, man. Like yeah. very good. Yeah. Yeah, like to lose obviously Ancelotti and then be able to get Benitez in is, is good for them, and they've got money as well. So yeah, yeah it's a, a good profile. Manager, a top yeah. top manager. You sound like you want him at Liverpool there, can I? Like obviously, nah, I genuinely love him, man. Like <laughs> he's clock right out, there. so it makes sense, though. I personally don't mind the appointment, but Everton that was Benitez is what their third choice because they went for Nuno before they yeah. went for Benitez. Which I don't really understand. But the thing that gets me out of the side of Kenner here is that Benitez for years called Everton a small club. For years. Yeah, but Benitez is a dinosaur. <laughs> That's another he? game. Is he? He's heritage, man. He's, he's football heritage. Yeah, but man. He's a dinosaur, people think. it's like, you know, he used to be good and then it's just like now he's just there. You know, I, I mean? can see it going the complete other way to be fair, and him flopping. I can see it very, very easily as well. <laughs> But that's like, the history of Everton anyway, man. To be honest, yeah. Oh, whole business is always just like, <laughs> just funny, man. Like, how he just cut out of nowhere. <laughs> Trust. He's a uh, bit of a pagan for that, man. But you can't blame him for obviously going back yeah, there. Yeah, Madrid, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, let's get to it, man. Like, we're back in tournament football. I sadly, lads, ugh, I hate to say. I, t- I hate to just bring it up, but this time next week, it would be all over. Well, not this time anyways, but... <laughs> We'll be getting ready for the final. Um, however, in our last episode, we covered some round of 16 games, but we missed them. Um, so we're going to quickly touch base on those um, games that we missed out. And yeah, so <laughs> let me just get straight into it. Yo, my Ronaldo boys, let's 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 get out of glass for our boy. Um, as Bojum knocked out the holders, Portugal, and um, which obviously saw CR7 out. Toasts. Man, what happened to our guy, man? 
Not going to lie, man. Um, CR7, obviously, he had four games. Yeah, he had to play Germany. He had to play France. had to play Hungary. had to play Belgium. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, what? The first four games of a tournament. Do you know what I mean? It, it was difficult enough. He, he put work in, five goals, one assist. But obviously, it wasn't meant to be, man. Like, it's a shame. But um, I think Belgium was probably the worst fixture that uh, Portugal genuinely could have got, like, I think. And... I know a lot of people saying, oh, all the teams in the group of death are out of the tournament. But I, pers I personally think Portugal could have gone the furthest if they'd uh, had a better fixture in the round of 16, personally. But it is what it is, man. I mean, yeah, I think he had a good personal tournament. Um, we don't make excuses like certain men. Like, when you're the GOAT, there's no excuses. Like, you yeah. take the L on the chin and you mm -hmm. keep, keep stepping in it. You feel me? You move, man. Yeah, I think the Portugal coach really has blood on his hands. Like, you think yeah. back to the 2016 tournament when they won, and they were awful. They were awful then, too. Yeah. They, they did the job, but they were awful. And then this year, like, you think of the team, like, why he kept going with Yota after he continued to play, like, utter shit? Yeah. I don't know. Bernardo no, Silva. I don't agree on this on Jota. Like, you, you wouldn't. Really Jota stunk, man. No, no, stunk. Jota only had no, no, one no. good game. Let's, I'm sorry. He had one good game. No, no, I'm not saying he was brilliant, but he shouldn't be a scapegoat in this because he was the second top scorer and his sister after Ronaldo. No, no, like no. We're, not saying he's the scapegoat. Dead. we're not saying Jao he's the scapegoat, Felix. but like supposed to play Jao Felix. Bro, bro, over the balance of the tournament, like Jota only had one good game if we're keeping it 100, mate. Probably one good half, mate. But how about the other how about the other play? Like Bernardo, like, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, I was Bernardo was as well, to be honest. I'd say Bernardo. I was about to say Bruno, who was awful. Yeah. You can obviously pin a lot on Semedo for his performance against Germany. Nah, pull up that Diaz as yeah. well. Ru Ruben Diaz might be a fraud. To me, it just the the coach stank of He's got all this talent and had no clue what to do with no it. Yeah, I think yeah. he really wanted to be pragmatic. He wanted to be, let's just win every game 1-0. Because you go back to 2016, like he was celebrating 1-0 wins. Like they were absolute walkovers. So, But with that attacking talent, I think he almost, he thought he had, he thought he had to do it, didn't he? Like, I have to push forward. I have to try more. Like I have to let these guys... I knew he was finished when I saw every time he brought Bruno on, he brought him on like right mid. And I was like, this guy is done out, bro, because he's he's completely lost the whole concept of how to play with like big players. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that they went out, to be honest. And Kenneth is right to an extent that Yossa isn't the scapegoat because Bernardo, I mean, I think he didn't register a shot on target the whole competition. Whereas Xiao Felix, she subbed him on. I think it was against um, Belgium and within the first 10 minutes, he already had two shots on target. He looked like, really he good. Yeah, yeah, he looked sharp. He did, and then you've got Andre Silva on the bench. We he only scored what twenty eight goals running track fair. In fact, you had okay. um, I think his name's Conclaves, who was the top goal scorer in the sport Portuguese league this year. You have so many resources, but he was so rigid with his team until the very end, and it mm. was it. He does need some serious, serious criticism. That needs he just to needs to go, boy. <laughs> he needs to go and touch bench. They should have got Josie as manager, to be honest, but. Oh, but, I mean, that wouldn't have solved it. But. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at the stats of the game, Portugal like about 20 shots and Belgium about five. I remember looking at it and you just think like, what, what was going on? As Jake, you were mentioning there's some names like Andre Silva, he should have started. But shout out Belgium anyways, that did the job on the day. Um, 
However, as we now all know, um, Belgium then went through to the quarters where they faced Italia. They got a spanking. What a game, though. That it's a good watch, yeah. That Very good watch. is disgusting yeah. right now. Because it, I'm a bit interested, because did, did Belgium play bad or were they just outplayed? No, nah, they outplayed, man. They outplayed. They I, didn't think, I didn't think they bottled it. I think they were just outplayed. I think they got yeah. outplayed, to 100%, be honest. 100%, I think they, yeah. man for man, yeah. then Italy was yeah. all over the place. No, yeah. Italy were on top form, no doubt. But what I'm also saying is, like, Belgium now literally have that reputation of, I'm sorry, Calvin, I don't mean to disrespect your club, but yeah, like that almost Tottenham where they bottle, like every year is their year that they could do something. Gee, like this is no, there's just, again, no, 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 but, no, 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 no need no. is their tops. There's no need to just call out my club. No, but I was just giving an example that international wise, I'd say Belgium are like the Tottenham. Do you know what I, I mean? I want to talk about that KDB boy, Carl. Yeah, like uh, you're sticking up the joint, man. Bro, every time when we need, we need, we need something. I just see man, man Crumbles. just doing nonsense, bro. Yeah. Bro, he starts holding his hamstring, starts holding yeah. his knee, ankle, the, the lot, man. He's a, he's a, he's a fool, man. Both look bright, though, man. I feel like in like the the closing, maybe ten minutes of the game, they really were looking to him to try and create something, mm-hmm. because nobody else was really coming to the forefront to to try and take the game by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, he was can, can, like I, can I ask a quick way. question? You know, um, I've been having debates this week and someone brought up something poignant of where we all know how good KDB is, right? And for me, I always say he's the Premier League's best player. But the way he plays, is it basically KDB or bust when you build a side around him? If he has a bad game, does, the, does that uh, work in a negative team fashion? Team for the team team I don't think so. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I mean, personally, systems. Personally, I don't know. I don't think it's like that with him. I think he's actually he's a. Of course, he's a baller. Like, but you can't never take that away from him. And I don't think he's like. I think that's more probably tailored towards someone like Bruno than than KDB. Because I think. But KDB then do you remember? Do you remember the? Too. Do you remember the first game which he didn't start where Belgium looked awful? He came on and they won the game. Won the game. Like yeah. that, that was KDB, right? Then, he turned Denmark, on the switch. <laughs> yeah, he turned on the switch of where. I know Lukaku had a good tournament to be fair, but. I'll always say it's still KDB's team, right? Is but you that- can say that about every player that's the best player in the team, isn't it? Like, once they're in and out of a team, it, you can see the difference. But that's just, in, that, that's just- in, that, in that game, he's an example because he had Hazard there as well that helped. But obviously, he was missing as well. Um, that could have added to it. Maybe it just doesn't click. Because we all know when it's Hazard, Lukaku and um, KDB, it's going to be a madness. And let's just talk about Lukaku, though. He had a lightning start, but he just kind of drifted out the tournament. Prez, that well, you've always had your words about Lukaku. Which I feel like that that miss, like people Fam? were saying that oh it was a, it was a, a, you know, he should have scored. It was a, but I don't think we should be, we should be letting him off for that. We shouldn't Bro. be letting him off for that because that was a horrific miss horrific. in my eyes. Horrific, horrific, horrific. He and that's hundred percent. That's what I think. I think. I think that's where Lukaku for me just falls under the realm of elite because I feel like. He don't get me wrong. He will always yeah, be a bagsman. No, we're not being harsh. Because yeah, I think you guys are being harsh. The guy saved the thing. He just yeah. happened to be there. Like On first time. replay, it looked like he just scuffed it onto Missed, the post. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, he, he hit it on target. He hit on and target. The defenders just deflected it onto the post. Like I mean, yeah. And then the second chance, it wasn't really a chance. Like It went under his foot. Like I mean, come on. Like It, it, it wasn't... What, it wasn't a size 12 foot? Come on, man. You can put your... Also, you... 
also you, you know, guys are happens, uh, yeah you guys are are not are, are not taking into account the role Chiellini and Bonici played in that game they the way they dealt with Lukaku was amazing took him out saying, of the game I'm not saying that Lukaku is dead and anything like that I think maybe we have a different impression of what you guys see in Lukaku because he's played for our club and yes. I've, I've seen him miss those I, I chances can, and big stages at many I times. Think that, exactly. That comes from a place of he probably didn't live up to the expectations you guys have. So you're probably more overcritical of him. Yeah, of course. 75 goals. He did. He did. He did. He did. Pleasantly surprised by his touch, his link up play in this tournament. I mean, he usually he's the sort of guy that he will just take wild shots. Like his link up play with like. He's Boyan, definitely a proven player. Yeah. Hazard, all tournament. But really he's always player. been this type of player. Like United sort of. Uh, shunned him out when he was the top goal scorer for United. And I'll take Lukaku at Arsenal in a heartbeat. Also, also to keep it a buck, I would, I would um, get take criticism or point criticism at Witzel and Tillisman because I felt that they were outrun and they didn't help the De Bruyne or Lukaku push the That's ball up fact. a bit. That's a so fact. If you that, see. That mid- that yeah, midfield so, of Jorginho, Verratti, and Barella yeah. absolutely and he, killed them. Yeah. Killed if you see Tillisman, he he was out of breath. Yeah. No, yeah. you know Tillisman, he's yeah. onto you. That yeah. game, he was out of breath. So I, in, in I think Insignia drifted yeah, past him for the goal. For the yeah. goal. So those, yeah, those two, cool especially Wetzel as well. Take nah, it. Jake, Jake as well, man. I have to give a shout. Your Barella shout. Okay, it was. I, I was wrong. I can put my hand up, but Jorginho, my <laughs> God, yeah, he's he was metronomic. Yeah, good. Seventy-four out of seventy-five passes. And it's not yeah, even those the, sideways passes that Declan yeah. Rice makes. It's those penetrative passes. Bro, yeah. they were doing Ole, Ole against the Belgian team. Come on. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> Come on. Like, Jorginho also has the second most interceptions in the tournament behind a certain N'Golo Kante as well. Yeah. Like, he isn't just a pass merchant. He, like, that Italy team, I mean, I said as well, I thought they were going to flop. Like, so cannot be proven more wrong at the moment. They are... Like, if football isn't coming home, it's going Italy. It's going there, yeah. yeah. I've got a lot of, yeah, a lot of Definitely England's, England's biggest threat is Italy, man. I reckon the Italy-England final, well, if obviously things go their ways, but that's going to be one heck of a final. If we do get to that. Toe, sorry, what were you going to say there? No, I was just going to say that I've got a lot of time for this team, man. Like, I mean, the team actually runs deep. Like, if, if you actually look at, they've got, I think, four players who have scored at least more than one goal. You've got Insignia... Immobile, Pessina, Locatelli, and then obviously Chiesa scored a banger uh, um, oh. in the most recent game. Barella oh, scored Chiesa. as well. Like, yep. there's, there's only been five games, you know what I mean? So to have like that many different scorers, yeah. compare that to England, where besides um, Sterling and Kane, I think it was Henderson who scored, it's the only other player who scored, you know? I mean, it's difficult to get contributions in such a short space of time in like a tournament setting from so many players. So mm. six different scorers for me is just crazy, man. And then that defense, man. <laughs> That like defense. Benucci and Chiellini. It's still going strong. It's still going strong. Yeah. So mad to me, still man. Going strong, so mad to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Benucci's like the younger in it, but, but Chiellini. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Benucci's still old. I'll tell you what, those those two against fast players, they, they will struggle. They were so good against Lukaku because they know how to deal with him. But I now, think but do, they, you know, do you know what's funny, Shalom? Of go where, ahead. Even if you, you play it back, do you remember Per Mertesacker? How many yeah. times during his Arsenal career did he truly get ripped by pace they're just a step ahead some, they, they some know I, I get, the I get yeah. that but yeah, I got yeah, a good yeah, example for you I got, I, got a, no, I got a good example for you guys Doku what he was doing to them guys that's what you need to do to them Doku was on point and you need to take them 
Like you need, you just need to take the ball, bring it to them, and just run because they could not handle that guy. Run. I think Sterling would pose someone like this. Correct. Problems. You know those guys that just run off the ball. Just run off the ball. Yeah. They wouldn't handle him. They wouldn't like that. But I think Lukaku was definitely was trying to pin them down. Yeah. Um, that was just sort of going into that was just playing into their into their. And, hands. and can you imagine Lukaku is probably the the striker in the Euros tournament who would most likely cause them problems and in terms of profile, them yeah. because Kane's not, Kane's not going to cause them trouble by pace. Morata's mm. not going to cause them trouble by pace. So now... That criminal. Yeah, oh, it's crazy, man. <laughs> the, only, the only problem Italy now have is Spinazzola being yeah, out. Yeah, that's massive. Yeah. They, he is so good. So good. He's quality, man. He, quality then, I've watched him play football. It's not fun. He's not good at football, guys. So that is going to be a big loss for them. Uh, it will be a big adjustment for Mancini. We'll do the previews um, for the semi-finals later. We'll just go back to round of 16 games. So the world champions, France. Oh. Boy. <laughs> Tabo, please come to the front now. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was France against Switzerland. Um Entertaining game. I mean, like at one point with nine minutes to go, France with three one up. Somehow, the game that we love—that's football. Switzerland turned it around. And I think if you've missed this guy, this Swiss guy, he was seen on the TV cameras uh, at three two, close to tears, and then what? Ten seconds later, three three, again in no, actually this time in tears of joy. Um, Switzerland took the game to extra time with France. Extra time, nothing was decided, and we went to penalties. And I mean, Prez, I think you even said it, or someone said it, you couldn't write it. Mbappe was stepping up to take the fifth penalty for France. If he missed, they were out. If it was, if he scored, they'll go to the sudden depth. And yeah, Tabo, your boy flopped it. Um, yeah, man. Like, I think leading up to the penalty, I could just tell from his yeah, same man. That's like that. You know what? Yeah, this today ain't it, and it's sort of the frustration of all those chances. The whole tournament, he's seeking that first goal, then he can you know get it cracking. As Press said in the in midweek as well, he actually didn't play bad, but yep. he just didn't get the goal, which frustrated him very much. Um, yeah, unfortunately, man, it rubbed off, and um, yeah. Um, Have you heard about the rumors? I always feel like it, these old, these rumors always come out when obviously a team don't do well in it. But mm. um, there are obviously the rumors about him um, and Giroud. Um, yeah, apparently even going as far as like demanding Benzema to come back into the squad. And that obviously I don't know how true any of these rumors are. But oh. but yeah, I don't know. I, he, his persona did seem a bit like yeah, Definitely just a bit stepping up for the pen. He is yeah. His yeah, language was off. It was awful completely. <laughs> uh, Munya. Yeah, shalom. I feel you need to cue toast to talk about how good Jacker was in that game. I just want to hear it. That <laughs> <laughs> toast. Funny dons, man. Boy. Yeah, but so <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm, sports, sorry. Boy. I'm not going to have that because I like toast will probably say you would see Jacker drop a 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say 10 out of 10. And what? You might forgot he got banned for the next game. But you know, always managed to forget that part of yeah, it. Yeah, to be honest. To be I honest. mean, he had to do what he had to do, but let me can't lie, he 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 played he amazing. Balled. That, that first, balled. first game, literally yeah. him and Pogba on the pitch were... Easy for me. <laughs> Easy for me was 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 played a tournament at that point. Yeah, I, I yeah, man. He moved crazy in that game. Don't, don't let Prince have the mic, man. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, seen some, we've seen some cracking goals this tournament, and boy, Popa said, "Listen, post yeah, is man. Just stupid goal, stupid goal." Um, you say you say that, but that Benzie second goal, I'm still in awe. Yeah, that touch yeah. was absolutely. Touch. Oh my god! Was, yeah, that was a joke. I'm glad he, I'm glad Benzie got some sort of like. I, I just wish kind of I kind of wish that France just got like just done better as a team. Yeah, I feel like Benzema deserves deserves that sort of sort of exploit, but. But well, yeah, I reckon there may be it. there may be ego issues in the camp, you know. Definitely. Like, yeah. Touching touch on what you said, uh, Charlie. Yeah, about the families arguing, like the end yeah. of the yeah. like, Rabio's mum was tearing into everyone. It's Mbappe's dad in that, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like Benzema was not welcome into that camp. Like yeah. for whether it was his fault or not, like his his arrival split up the camp. Like, I think Deschamps very much took it as like, I can handle this. I can handle the dressing room, and. It obviously couldn't. The thing is, when you actually think about it, it's quite interesting because obviously that was a team, that was a squad that actually won the World Cup. And to bring on, like, and then obviously, Drew, if I'm Giroud, I'm sitting there thinking, rah, like, you actually violated me, sort of thing. So I like, it's a tricky one, isn't it? But yeah, at the same time, I just think they just they just missed the boat. The defensive the performance was shocking. Like, that Kim Beppe, what's his name? Um, oh, oh, and man. Long Lay, bro. And long Lay as well. <laughs> That long list is crap, fam. Oh, mad. Um, and then, uh, obviously, the big one, probably, ah, uh, you know, no, one of the big ones, alongside Belgium versus Portugal, it was England versus Germany. And one of our very own, Barbara Char, was there live and direct. <laughs> Yeah. Char, man, what, what a game to be at, man. And what a result for England as well. Everyone knew, what was it, 56 years or 50-something years since they last beat um, Germany? And yeah, what a time to be alive. That's all I can say. Bro, it, um, yeah, just that was, uh, just just to touch on sort of, of Prez, um, there's definitely no port scratchings that are going to be put away this time around, boy, because that was a madness. <laughs> like, honestly, that was one probably like, Top top five things, best things I've ever been to in my life. Like honestly, seeing big man like big men cry, like cry their eyes out. Literally, just one guy behind me. Um, literally, he, as the, I think as the second goal went in, he had to sit down. Like his son was consoling him. He was just like, oh, he was just, like, yeah, he was done. Like he was just like, look, this is this is as good as it gets for me, sort of thing. Um, unbelievable game, man. I think in terms of actually the football, um, I think we 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 started we started pretty poor, I'd say. Um, Germany were literally all over us at one point. Everyone, literally, the whole stadium was quite quiet. Um, after the sort of the national anthems and sort of the first five to ten minutes, the, the stadium was quiet because everyone was thinking, "Well, this is going to get long." Um, and I think we sort of settled into the game a bit, um, but still, deep, still, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't perfect. Um, obviously, I think we actually towards we got to, towards we us getting to half time, they sort of started playing better. Um, but obviously, second half we came, we came into it a bit, more, a lot more. I think we started playing a lot higher, um, and then obviously, yes, yeah, Sterling gets that that first goal, and then literally the the, the stadium erupted. Like up, you would never think it was sort of forty thousand people only there. Literally, everything was just bouncing. Um, but then I think, um, I think after that was the Miller chance, and honest to God, like oh, I can't even describe to you that feeling when he was running on, like when he was running when the ball got played. I think Havertz played him in. Um, and then literally he had like the whole the whole goal and Pickford isn't the biggest goalkeeper in the world so you can imagine that like everyone's just thinking yep yeah, 1-1 one, one, we're done sort of thing this is where it starts this is where it begins and he missed it and I, I think that, at that point I think everyone has thought now nah, this actually must be this must be our chance um, 
and then yeah, obviously we get we we get the last goal. Um, Harry Kane um, finally sort of breaks his duck. Um, and yeah, man, it was just a sick day, man. Literally from start to finish, um, you could just feel the atmosphere, the sort of tension behind it. Um, and I, I think I was saying to a few friends, even if we get to the final, um, I'm just glad I got to see the sort of Germany game um, because I think for me that was sort of that, that when we look back on it, if we do win it, if we do get to the final, I think a lot of people look at that Germany game as like the turning point. Um, so yeah, man, great, great, great day and obviously great victory. I think everyone expected Muller to score that chance. I think that's Bro. why. A whole Thomas Muller, you know, the bagsman of like big major tournaments and the guy misses it. Like, if that isn't someone say, someone above saying that this is England's time, then I don't know what is really. The way Sterling crumbled to his knees after Bro. he missed. Bro. <laughs> what I would say, I think I said it to you guys yesterday, actually, some of the guys I saw yesterday. But um, I think when you, when you watch the game live, uh, there's a few things you pick up that you don't usually pick up usually. And, and the one thing that really struck out to me was how much, how senior Trippier is in that team. I didn't yeah. really realize it um, a lot. You know, when you're watching it on TV, you don't really, they don't really pick up certain things. But like, he honestly like marshaled the back four at one point. Like, obviously, him and Maguire, like he was active, and I, it really surprised me because I didn't. Trippy doesn't come across as like you know the most senior person. Um, but yeah, he yeah that that was a big telling point for me when I was watching the game. How how sort of commanding and how senior he was he, he was in that England team. Yeah, you know when he pulled his hamstring and he just said, "No, I'm just gonna stay on." Stay, stay I thought, on, yeah. yeah, I thought that was very telling. I and thought I, he's like as a character. Yeah, yeah, as a character, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And even when Sterling missed that, he was the first person that went up to him and sort of pulled him up and was like, "Look, keep going, keep playing." Um, yeah. When Sterling, Sterling gave the ball away, so yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's very telling to be fair. And obviously, you know, shout out Germany for what they've done. Um, obviously, not what they expected to do. For a second, I did think your boy was actually going to turn up for once, but still, um, nothing from Werner. Do you think he's going to be able to be himself again, like with the season coming up? You would have thought maybe this tournament could have helped him. Yeah, he, he didn't score a goal for Germany. Um, like, what, what do you have to say for Werner now, man? Um, I mean, he didn't start any of the games apart from the England game. And I thought the one chance he had against Pickford, if he had scored it, fair enough. But Stones defended it really well in pushing him outside. Like, I, I still rate the kid. The kid still, he's just literally misses in that finishing ability. So he gets a bit of time off now, gets to come back. I don't think we sign a number nine personally, so he's going to be asked to step up. And I still have every confidence he will. Like. Wow. No, no, for sure, for sure. But obviously, I think one thing we can all agree on, it was a pleasure watching um, Havertz play, man. Oh, what, what baller, yeah, another thing. Baller, yeah. man. Baller, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. a very... I think I underrated him a lot. I didn't realise it until I saw him live, how much of a baller he is, man. He's, he's a very good player. He is. Like, they call him in Germany the junior Ramdowner, and Muller is the Ramdowner. So he is essentially Muller's second coming. That's, That's what space invader, in it? Yeah. You know what? He might. He just. He. He almost like glides. That's like yeah. the way yeah. he runs and with the ball and without yeah. it. Like it's, it's like he's gliding. It's weird, but like yeah, he's a baller, man. He's also very strong. That's one yeah. thing I've realized. Can, yeah, he holds yeah. off the ball quite well. Yeah. 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 Mm. I think he's gonna have a quite a good season next year. I, I, I can see. I, I can see him having having quite a good season. He, he just. He just needed that bit of consistency of getting yeah. away. Like he said that COVID really affected him. Obviously, affected a lot of players. Like he had those bit of injury niggles. We played him in so many different positions, it seemed. So I'm I completely agree. If you just I think Tuchel will just say to him, like, look, I'm gonna play you 
this right number 10, if we say at the five of the back, yeah. whatever, like I'll give you this certain role, this space to occupy. You just do what you, we know you can do. And yeah, I'm really excited for him. I really am really excited for him. So that victory against Germany progressed England to the quarterfinals where they played Ukraine. I mean, I woke up this morning thinking, ah, and I, I know we won 4 0. Um, I'm just thinking, yeah, it should have been a routine victory anyways, but obviously it's good to see it was scoring. Harry came with a brace, uh, Maggie even getting involved, and um, Kenner's captain finally got the goal that he needed after missing that penalty. Um, Ukraine got, Ukraine, Ukraine, I mean, they did well. They just about got for their game. A routine victory. I feel like we need to give some flowers. Um, and I've seen a lot of names out there. I don't, I don't know, Prez, um, you might be able to remind me. Was it Roberto Shaw? I don't know, what was it? What? It was... Shawberto uh, Carlos. Shawberto yeah. Carlos, yeah. <laughs> if I talk in it, people think I'm mad about that Shaw guy, but... <laughs> if I talk... Now, let's get some flowers out for Luke Shaw, man, because, boy, what a performance from him again. Cool, man. Again. Um, I know, like I said, it's, it's, it's still good to score goals, regardless who you play, but he's there assisting. I think he's, um, he's tied... First or second with assists? I'm not sure. Second. Second, yeah. Yeah. Like, look, sure. What a turnaround. And probably one of the key players alongside Trippier. It kind of now looks like you can back what Southgate did with this whole um, extended defenders list. Um, so, yes. Yeah, Hillwell can't even get a look in, which is mad. Yeah, man. That's nuts to me. Oh, that, that made me sad. Because, like, we're 4-0 up and we sub off Luke Shaw. Chilwell was on the bench. Just give him the Yeah, that was a bit. Trippier. I was sat there like... I get why. I can't doubt your decisions, Gareth. You've got the benefit of the doubt. I get you want to see out the game. Oh, come on. But you've yeah. out. Like, <laughs> needs, needs to get a hold of his notes, man. That's what yeah. he needs to do. Because on the flip side, you say, because obviously he took Harry Kane on and brought Cavalurin, and that was obviously just to give him minutes. So I don't know, I don't know why he didn't do that for Chilwell. Yeah, I was a bit surprised by that. It's, to be it's not a major thing, though. At the end of the day, like, yeah, you can't... The, I tell you what, Luke Shaw, for me, embodied the England team. Is that in the first half, for me, it wasn't a bad thing because it was the whole team, but I thought he was a tad sloppy. I, I know Kyle Walker was massively sloppy. He's the worst one. But the yeah. second half, we all saw it. He raised his game so much better. He was driving into the yeah. space yeah. In, instead of just, I think maybe in the first half, he was a bit hesitant. But again, I think the whole England team were, it, for me, it was a case of we've just played Germany. We've just beaten Germany. Like That's a massive high. And then going down to Ukraine, it's almost like that first half we played to our competition instead of playing to our best. And Gareth, credit to him, either him or Steve Holland or Chris Powell, anyone that coaching staff has got onto the place and said, we're, we're spawning it up. It's a European quarterfinal. Like, this isn't the mentality this England team has. We need to yeah. go out there and we need to crush them. We need to show, we need to put them down. And yeah. they did. did. Just before we move on, though, can we give flowers to, to Harry Maguire, please, Carl? <laughs> Because if you actually, if you want to talk, if you actually want to talk facts, yeah, when he got introduced into that English setup, we've what just looked completely different. Bro, he deserves the flowers, bro. He no, deserves no, the yeah, flowers. The thing is, like, uh, like the, the, the Luke Shaw stuff, I can understand. Like, I think he's oh, still pushing these player. agendas. But for me, England have two massive games coming up. And yeah. England can keep clean sheets in those games. Yeah. And Aguirre can, do you know what I mean, lead us to the um, finals. The then, yeah, fair enough. Different. I agree. Me, I agree. England haven't had a test yet. I'm sorry. Like I agree. Like, def- like the, on a defensive, on a defensive tip, we've not really been tested by any attack, so it's still premature 
But isn't that because United of the fans are talking about? But isn't that is, but isn't that the, isn't that because of the way we've been playing? Like Germany was the test, wasn't it? <laughs> and we and we, we beat them quite calmly. When you actually think about it, let's be honest, it was a dead German team. Oh, don't take it away, man. That's That's the the road you want to take. Wow. I'm not taking that. <laughs> you know what, chat? I, I think I think eventually it would happen if if uh, it comes through. But for now, is. let's just leave it for for what it is. Yeah, That's let's let's start from the break, lads. In it, let's wait a couple more games. No, oh, but sure, just to end it, Shaw's the best left back in the world, man. Yeah, facts. United boys just wanna, you know what I mean? <laughs> Push their players forward this week. Is it Tierney? Is it Tierney? To be fair, to be fair, Prez, there was a tweet that said people need to pump the brakes on Luke Shaw as well because he's basically just doing what Robertson has been doing for the last three years. Which is uh, a kind of a, it's a, it's a fair point. Is, is Robertson in the tournament? It's a fair, <laughs> it's, it's a fair point, but I'm not gonna lie. Like this is the I didn't think that Luke Shaw could get back to this level, so we actually give him like a lot of respect. He's been brilliant, man. Like world class. He stepped up. Come on. See Strizza, your boy Kane is finally turning up to the tournament, man. Come on. So yeah. Yeah, never in doubt, man. Always. Still, but um, no, we're having but there was a, uh, was a couple of people I, in the podcast. I saw your, oh, I saw your tweets as toast. well. Wow. No, no, because I saw to, uh, Toast tweets as well, man, talking about Kane, about because Kane done the little striker challenge thing, and he said, "Yeah, so let's try and hit the back of the net or something like that in the game." At the end of the day, uh, when push comes to shove, like someone said, oh, the class is permanent. In it. it was never in doubt. It was a case of if he gets the chances, he'll bag. Um, and Whoa. yeah. What came for the Ballon d'Or? I said it earlier. Came for the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> yeah, nah, You're man. Too much, G. Mm. What? No, but why not? Though, explain why not. Broke. I, I I was speaking to one of my first best friends about this earlier, and I feel like the, the Ballon d'Or is too prestigious. There's no way a man that a man that's not playing Champions League football this the next oh, no. season. There has to be get, an element of club success in it. Yeah, man. it can't the be. Goals and assists are great. You're like, trying to tell me what a man's gonna win Ballon d'Or? Don't get me wrong. He's done amazing for club and country this season, standalone. However. Yeah, you can't you can't give a man that finished sixth or seventh for the Ballon d'Or, man. It's just it's just it's unheard of, and it's 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 just never happened, isn't it? Even if he wins the Euros, you I think Sterling's there's, probably. Chad, there's a time for everything, man. I think Sterling has a has a better better chance of winning the Ballon d'Or if you if England go all the way than Harry Kane for me personally. Fair enough. Well, that's sad. I had a dream for a minute, but now in general, like to answer your question, when you're originally, like I'm just happy for a minute. Like uh, to be fair, um, he was under a lot of pressure in it, and I think unrightly so because he wasn't getting a lot of chances. England were winning games one nil without really creating, so they've obviously opened things up a little bit. And I think now he'll go on again against Denmark on Wednesday night. He'll score again, then he'll score again in the final. Man, that's just what. So very happy for him, man. I would love that. And obviously for Ukraine to Do you love that though? Do you love that but do you love that though? Or... Bro, come on man. I just want us to win in it. That's why I care. I don't uh, a... But uh, once I, I'm telling you, once it's July the 14th, <laughs> we're ops again, my G. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but as I was saying there, obviously for Ukraine to meet England, they won their round of 16 game in the last public kick of the game against Sweden. Um, shout out to Sweden, by the way. They had a great tournament, obviously. Very unlucky to go out the way they did. Probably would have been better for at least the game's going to penalties. But great header for Ukraine in like the, literally the last second of the game. Um, the other one of the last 16 game that we didn't cover was Croatia versus Spain. Um, Spain won. Um, and now they go on to play, they went on to play Switzerland. But in that game, another bottle job. And like, guys, 
for, for those that have been watching the Spain games, they've had more misses than goals. Like, they need a proper nine. And I think... They are the worst collection of finishers I've ever seen in a team. Yeah. It's outright disgusting. <laughs> and it's headed up by that Morata. Jesus Christ, that guy is bad. It's the fact that they are, I think they're the first team ever in the Euros to score five goals two games in a row. And yet, every time they get a chance, I still sit there and go, yeah, they're missing that. Like, I have no confidence of any of them in front of goal. And yet, they have such great talents. Like, Pedri should be winning young player of the tournament. At yeah. the uh, <laughs> you know who, who impressed me? The Omo guy. Yeah, I, he came I think he, he's a baller. I, lo- I like him. Yeah, I don't see. I don't understand why they keep playing Sarabia over him. Like Sarabia for me does absolutely nothing. He literally rides the bench and gets a paycheck from PSG all year, and then all of a sudden thinks he can play in the Euros for Spain. Do you think like they're actually like one striker away from actually being like a solid team? Spain, Um, Spain, yeah. Like Uh, I still think they're too shit defensively for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Problem Spain had for me is that so Busquets, like you know, since the first two games, Busquets didn't play. They yeah. could not advance the ball whatsoever. And well, they did, but it was just there was nothing to bring them up from the setbacks. Whereas Busquets comes in against Slovenia, they put five past them. Like he is a massive game changer for them. He's 32 yeah. years old. He has not got much international football left in him. Mm-hmm. As Pelaquea came in at the same game, he hasn't got much international football left in him. Alba, that all their leaders are retiring. Yeah. It, at the end of this tournament, if not very soon. So is so the golden age done for Spain, do you reckon? Oh, it's, yeah, it's done. It's, it's been yeah. done time ago. Yeah. I think they'll do well to get to the final and then do anything in this tournament, nothing after this tournament, but I think they're done now. <laughs> I mean, Torres and Laporte we, we, we have missed... been shocking, man. Yeah. If they managed to beat Italy, Jesus. That, that golden generation was when they did the um, back-to-back Euros of 2008 to... Um, yeah, the World Cup. So I was actually discussing this with my father, like about Thiago, Isco, all of them. Let's not t- get it twisted that they weren't, you know, meant to come on and be part of that golden generation. They've just not lived up to it. Same as Morata, who's there now. So, you know, and all these guys, most of them were young at that point. Thiago so, can't even get a start, which is mad. Uh, Exactly. So, so, mad. so man, we're telling me best the best midfielder in the world, isn't that? Get out of here, Joe. <laughs> yeah, he's struggling right now. Get man. out of here, Joe. Right. Come outside, Kenna. Come outside. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um, so Spain then progressed um to the quarters where they beat Italy in penalties. Probably one of the worst penalty shootouts I've seen um, in my life. So in um, Switzerland. It means Switzerland, not Italy. <laughs> yeah, Switzerland. That's the semi-final, my mistake, but um yeah, the quarterfinal was Switzerland versus Spain. Um, some of the worst penalties I've seen in my life. Um, Spain progressed. And yeah, they now go on. We'll go straight into it. The semifinals, where they'll be playing Italy. I mean, I think we all kind of know Italy are favourites. Um, with the way Italy are defending <laughs> and the, the way Spain missed their chances or get barely any chances, I just see this going one way. But does anyone here think that Spain ha- actually have a chance? I mean, yeah. if they take it to pens, yes. That's the <laughs> so only way. That. If they the finish their way. dinner, then maybe, because they do create a lot of chances, isn't it? I think the likes of Insignia, Chiesa, yeah. they're going to absolutely cook the centre-backs, man, because yeah. they're not serious stones at all. <laughs> I just think that the nature of knockout football means that Spain have a very good chance to progress still. I mean, yeah. they could shithouse their way. They could finally find their shooting boots for one game. Oh, man, I mean, I think Italy on paper are the favourites, but I mean, I wouldn't like... I wouldn't be putting big, big money on it or anything. 
Mm. Football, football tells you that they should lose it, but obviously, yep. yeah, as you said, not quite football is a very different sport. So yeah, for me, it's I'm, I completely agree with Brian. So centre backs, I'm so suspect. So for me, Busquets needs to have a prime Busquets game, like roll back the years and make it so that the centre backs don't even have to do that much. Right, if he does that, and mm. Insigne versus Azpi, I love Azpi. He's my club captain. He's my he's one of the fantastic Chelsea player, but he doesn't have the pace anymore. And Insignia cutting in on his right, we all know how dangerous that Jesus. is. Jesus, mm. yeah, that's it is a mismatch right there. So is he going to get the cover that's going to help him with that? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't see Spain finishing their chances. So for me, I I don't see say like mm-hmm. nearly three 0 at this rate. Yeah. I'm seeing goals, and I, I I kind of agree with you there, Jake. I do see Italy's putting three past um, Spain, but like Tosin said, this is tournament of football. You never know. Um, it's Spain might shit house their way through, and might, might actually. I mean, I, I was saying to my friends, I feel like they're finding their feet, but obviously, after that quarter final game, they were really poor. Um, obviously, the winner of that one will obviously go to the final to play either England or Denmark. And I mean, after watching England yesterday, you would think again, if we're, if we're, if we're talking like on form, it would be Italy against England, but. With how Denmark are playing, they're playing with passion. They're, they're playing for Ericsson. And I mean, for all those that play the game, you could be the best team. But if you're fighting for something, you will find energy. You will find that extra burst in the yeah. name of Christian Ericsson, man. And I, and I just feel like as much as I feel England will go through, I really Good game. feel this game, yeah, it's not going to be as be easy as we want it to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm going to say it. I wouldn't be surprised if England were to lose. On but, pens or some nonsense, yeah. I can see. Mm. Yep, I yeah. agree. Agreed. You know what it's giving me? And I don't know if you guys can relate. It's just giving me pre-Iceland vibes. Yeah. 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 But you're hoping England have learned from that. Though. That's the problem. You're hoping that we've learned from that. And I think I've listened to Gareth um, this morning when he was talking about um, they've learned a lot from obviously previous, previous tournaments and obviously how to manage games, how to manage players and, and so on. So, so, yeah, we've got the experience now. Uh, there's no excuses for England personally. However, yeah, I do agree in the sense that Denmark aren't just going to roll over and just give us three or four goals. If anyone thinks that it's going to happen, uh, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I think it will be like a one-off, like one goal, two goal, different, like, at a very push. 100%, man. Like, I mean, you look across the Denmark team, like these are like very good players. You play yep. for like very yep. good clubs as well. Yep. And obviously mm-hmm. like uh, now Dolberg's back in the team. Like previous, previously was a star boy. Christian like played really, really well. Absolutely balling. Hoiberg, mm-hmm. obviously, like Delaney, obviously. Delaney. But my favorite player of this Myla. tournament, I'm sure you guys will agree. Yeah, um, Jarkin Milam. Yeah, oh, baller. Like playing left back. I mean, left wing back has just been absolutely unbelievable. I think, I'm pretty sure yeah. he's had like a shot on target every game. He set up the goal yesterday. Single team. Oh, the yeah. outside. Yeah, ball yeah what a cross, man. Well. Yeah, like, oh, man, that is ridiculous. Where's he, where does he play? What team does he um, play for? At- Atalanta, I think. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. man there got players. Very, they, they got players, man, 100%. 100%. So it'll be, it'll be a difficult one for England, for sure. Regardless, I think we've got two cracking semi-finals, man. And yeah. boy, it's sad that this is slowly coming to an end. And what a tournament it's been so far. Um, Looking out for some great final three games. But... This is the boys of the bar, and it's been great chatting today with you, man. And for the listeners, I hope you guys are enjoying. As always, guys, check us out on the socials. So on the Twitter, it's Bar Bar Podcast. On YouTube, 
Bar Bar Podcast, and even on the Insta at Bar Bar Pod. Um, it's been great chatting to you guys. Um, I'm getting my shirt washed after yesterday, getting it ready for Wednesday night because ah, I'm telling you, it's coming home. It might just be, man. In a bit, people. Peace. Mm-hmm. Peace. <laughs> Hey, hi.